Dirk Vanderhart with us, news editor of the Portland Mercury. Find it online at portlandmercury.com. Good morning, Dirk. Good morning, Carl. This is not our last Thursday together, correct? We have, we have one, one more. more. Good. We good, have good, one good. more, and then you'll continue as news editor. I hope so. We'll see. And I'll, I'll be wandering the streets of Portland <laughs> saying, someone hire me. Uh, Dirk, let's get to uh, arsenic and cadmium, please. Yeah. Bullseye glass. What's the story? This is, this is uh, we think, a pretty big deal. Um, uh, a couple months ago, the, the state has been trying to figure out where high levels of arsenic have been coming from in southeast Portland for a while now. Years, mm-hmm. in fact. They've been trying to figure out why the, the levels are elevated. Um, recently, last year, there was a new study that was sort of testing moss that is in the roofs and walls and whatnot. And moss? they were able to home in on uh, the area where they believe it's coming from. Uh, they think it's coming from this artisanal glassmaker, Bullseye Glass, which is near 22nd uh, and Powell. Um, and in October, they did uh, some air quality tests there that came back very alarming. Um, the, the level of arsenic is tens of times higher than the, what's considered safe. The level of cadmium is, is higher still. Um, I may be conflating those, but, but it is it is... They are very worrisomely high. So cadmium was 159 times the air safety goal that the DEQ sets. Arsenic was about 50 times the safety goal. Um, this is an area uh, where, you know, there's a there's a 100-child a daycare very, very close near the, the Fred Meyer corporate mm. headquarters. There's mm-hmm. a elementary school quite close. There's a high school quite close. People live quite close. There's a city park quite close. Um, and... Uh, all the state said so far is, is after uh, our reporter, Daniel Forbes, started questioning them on this, they put out a brief release on Tuesday night um, anticipating that a story would come out. It doesn't say much. It acknowledges that they found this high, uh, these high levels and that it's worrisome and that they say they're working on more detailed maps to try to decide and figure out where this pollution is. But the bottom line is these are known carcinogens. Um, at a far higher level than they're supposed to be. And also, uh, the state doesn't have any control over this. Um, the, the, so? level, the, the small There's batch no, level of an artisanal okay. glass uh-huh. uh, operation like Bullseye is well within its rights and its, and its air quality permits to burn this stuff in the levels that it is. It's allowed to burn up to 10 tons of, uh, of toxic substance, and that's just the weight of the smoke plume. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's not, it's not doing that. It's a smaller organization. It is not, as we point out in the story, for instance, a factory that makes beer bottles, which would do this in far higher amounts and, and might be prone to more regulation. What the DEQ has told us, and very frankly, is that they've reali- they realize through this the regulations aren't there. Um, they're not enough, and, and they think, and a lot of people in the state are worried, and the you know, DEQ, OHA, the Health Authority, are worried that, um, that's a real issue. So uh, Bullseye, you know, I think was taken aback by this. Uh, they, they were only sort of let, known, uh, let it be known on Monday. The state went to their owners and said, this is what we found. Uh, our reporter talked to the owner of Bullseye at, I think, moments or, you know, 20 minutes after he learned. And they, they're saying, you know, they've been a, a good citizen. They're following the law and handling these, these rough compounds. Um, in the safest way, uh, I don't know if that's true. Hopefully, we learn more. But but what we know is that, you know, the best air quality monitors that exist have found worrisome and toxic uh, chemicals in the air around 
this area. And, um, and Dirk, um, let me let me ask you a question because I'm not exactly sure myself why uh, Bullseye Glass is not running afoul of the state regulations. Is the state regulations only apply to a greater volume? Correct. Uh, okay. Yes, uh, a, a, vol- a greater volume of um, hazardous air mm-hmm. pollutant. Okay. Um, I don't know. You know, I didn't report the story, so I, I'm not deep, deep in the statute. But um, the, the fix would be that the regulations would cover a lower volume of, of carcinogens. This is, yes, this okay. is what the DEQ has t- told us. or they, They've acknowledged a hole in the regulations mm-hmm. that l- sort of lets, uh, you know, a small batch place like Bullseye, which is in a neighborhood, as I say, near schools, right, near, right, near right. daycares that, uh, that have kids up to six months old. Um, uh, and just sort of doing this stuff. We don't think, I mean, we don't have any reason to believe that <clears throat> Bullseye would have known there were hazardous cadmium and arsenic flying from their factory into the neighborhood. But um, How, how do we find out this? Uh, the, so uh, the state's acknowledged it at this point, but uh, uh, Daniel, who is the reporter for us on this, has been working on um, air quality issues recently, and um, and he, you know, just through sourcing, uh, mm-hmm. figured it out. The, the DEQ set up a, uh, as I said, a monitoring um, site right near there in October, from October 6th, I think, to, through November 2nd, because they had been trying, as I say, to, to pinpoint um, high arsenic levels in the area for years. And so um, they've settled essentially on bullseye being uh, the culprit, and mm-hmm. multiple state agencies have told us that. So we, the bullseye uh, statement to your reporter uh, was that they they want to fix this that they are understand what they well, the law. Well, th- that's that's right. what's interesting, and I think they they've since said more. Um, like I say, uh, we we caught them a little bit unawares and, mm-hmm. and still sort of grasping for how to handle this, and they were. <laughs> Uh, giving us, you know, the sort of rote, mechanical, we handle all our materials in the best way. Right, right, you know, right, just right. repetitious. Right. Interestingly, right. the owner kicked uh, kicked Dan over to who he said would be the, the better expert on this, and it was really just their controller, the guy that handles their finances. <laughs> so we quoted him. <laughs> well, that may, be, that may be the bottom line, uh, yeah. excuse the fun. Well, exactly. Uh, the I mean, there may be, there may anyway. be an insurance component. To this. Right. Who knows? Right. I, I, we don't want to infer or assume. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he put us over to the controller. And then, you know, the controller eventually says in our story, well, my training is in accounting. I don't know. <laughs> and so uh, the guy, you know, a more expert class technician there, right. um, didn't want to talk to us. Dirk um, it's you okay. know hard to say what what happens from here. I know one of the daycare the daycare that's very close by, uh, I believe, is having a meeting tonight for its parents. It is very concerned. Right, um, sure. It is asking the Multnomah County Health Department for guidance, and um, it is not letting the kids out uh, of of the building during the day. It, yeah. Un- yeah, people you we, know people are worried. I mean, we've know, got our, people- our own little Flint, Michigan, going on. Okay. <sighs> Right. Yeah, I don't think it's that. I mean, and we know the story. I said a little. We, Flint we should note in the story too that it, it is not that. Uh, the regulators in this instance are being proactive. Um, they've not been. They've not fully released the numbers that we were able to, to get, but they they plan to, and and every indication is that they are being proactive to try to okay. get something done here. So it's not Rick Snyder, you know, quietly shipping bottles of pure water to his employees. Well. The kids are poisoned. Do you kind of wish you were back in your home state no, of Michigan to cover this? Okay. To cover it, though. Flint, Michigan. Maybe. It's, okay. it's, it's almost too depressing to cover. They, but, okay. Uh, I'll important. go for that. Dirk Vanderhart, news editor from Michigan, the Portland Mercury, portlandmercury.com. 
Uh, Dirk, we're about to have Ibrahim Mubarak in studio from Right yeah. to Dream 2. Um, set up what the vote's going to be today, uh, kind of as a launching point for our interview by yeah. City Council. Uh, early last year, Charlie Hales and Amanda Fritz finally announced that they had it. They had a site for Right to Dream 2, which since 2011 has been underneath the Chinatown gate, has, has won itself a very good reputation as a self-managed uh, homeless rest area where people who need rest can come and sleep, I think for up to 12 hours at a time. Um, it's not easy to sleep on the street. You can go and write to Dream 2 and not be bothered and just sort of rest and get a lot of other resources. Mm -hmm. People like it. Uh, they found a spot for Right to Dream 2, uh, I think as we talked about, near the Tillicum Crossing Bridge, near OMSI. Uh, the, the city's bought that. And today is a hearing where they are going to decide whether the zoning works. There's going to be a formal vote on that. There's going to be a formal vote on whether to sort of vacate a street in the middle of the property and whether to uh, accept a, uh, an agreement with Right to Dream 2 for using this land. But it is essentially round two, as we point out, to another vote that happened in 2013. Um, in fact, the same basic type of vote is, is one of the, the votes that commissioners are going to take, which is to accept the zoning designation as appropriate for a homeless rest area. Right. That happened in 2013 for a spot under the Broadway Bridge, and the Pearl District and, and yeah, a couple of prominent developers were able to scuttle it and essentially say, here, we'll pay $850,000 or a little less um, to help Right to Dream to find a place. We want them to find a place. We just don't want but them to buy our hotel. Right. We are hearing the same thing right now from the Central East Side Industrial Council who says, right. we want them to have a place. Actually, we want them to have a place in Northwest. We don't want them outside in this neighborhood. So uh, it's going to be, I think, a frustrating... Uh, Ubiquitous NIMBYs. It's, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be the same thing over and over again. Uh, I, I don't... I don't, I don't know. It's hard to envision this being derailed at this point, but mm -hmm. I think, as Amanda Fritz pointed out to me recently, she didn't envision the first one being derailed. Right. So uh, this will be an hours-long, frustrating um, gut punch of a hearing if, if history is any indication. And what about uh, the lawsuits that will come if these, even if the city council passes these zoning changes? People are hinting. Uh, the CEIC tells me, you know, count on a LUBA, uh, Land Use Board of Appeals case. I mean, I think they, they're not saying as much. They've obtained counsel. Um, they will have, I think it's all the outcome of this, but clearly it's it's not something you would be surprised to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we're going to leave it there because I want Ibrahim to have uh, time in studio. Yeah. And Dirk, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for this story. We're talking to Dirk Vanderhart, news editor of the Portland Mercury, about arsenic and cadmium uh, levels that are way too high. Uh, bullseye glass seems to be the emitter. And also, Right to Dream 2. We'll continue that subject with Ibrahim Mubarak in studio when we return. Thank you, Dirk. Appreciate Thanks, it very much. Our show made possible by Eyes on Broadway. Three great eye doctors for you at 2300 Northeast Broadway online at eyesonbroadway.com and by Zero Res, zeroresportland.com for the green cleaning for carpet towel, mattress, and upholstery. We'll be right back in studio with Ibrahim Mubarak. Talk Right to Dream 2.